Yes, not. Different like to what you told me. Step up too, right? Yeah, I mean, when I watched the movie, not recently. I think I know the second one, I think. Apparently the mics need to be closer. I don't know if you heard that. Because they're going through the, compu uh, the computers now. Um, cameras, yeah. I knew it started with a C. Like this close? No, not really. At kind this of, point. yeah, actually, yeah. They're different. Uh, 
a hot take. No, not really, because computer doesn't capture information. I can't read this. Easy. A computer, of course, a computer captures information. Well, I think like a visual into it. But if you boil it down to just like. Well, then you... Yes, it's for me. But then you're switching the question. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Happy Wednesday. Last Wednesday of June, the month, best month of the year. Um, you have myself, Bruno Hagen, and this is our stream because there is no building without us teaming. Nice. Nice to see you, Bruno Hagen. Nice. That's me. <laughs> That's my name. Don't overuse it. Okay. I'll uh, try not how to. are you, Hagen? I am well. Uh, a little dizzy, but otherwise very well. With the have you been outside lately? I, I have. It's a little toasty. It, it, actually, are I you hydrating yourself? I, I am. But are I think you, it's actually you a little cheeky, though. A little cheeky. Yeah, a little reddish. Like oh, okay. a... I mean, I was outside the other day. Maybe I got sunburned. 
Maybe. Hmm? You put sunscreen on? Never. Nice. I'm very against lotions Ooh. of any kind. Hot take. Hot take. Very hot. <laughs> uh, but how are you? I'm uh, pretty good. That's you good. Know, staying busy. That's nice. Working a few vegan announcements on the VDC side. Oh, there are? A little bit. I can't disclose them yet. But oh, well, that's exciting I know, for the future for the future just future. dropping a little seed there oh, okay uh for later but now than that pretty pretty good nice chugging and going <laughs> okay excellent how's the how's the r&d side what are, what are you guys been up to lately the r&d department is doing wonderful um working pre-con historical cost dashboard getting some things ready for it to showcase to tim a uh, tim simpson that the is team. <coughs> the tim simpson Yes, uh, exporting from that dashboard that we created so they can kind of streamline some of their processes, hopefully make things a little bit faster. Um, the RO Ideal Client, kind of the research mm-hmm. that, that James and I were doing. Um, me more on the on the RO data side, James more on just like the market in general. Um, he's, he wrote that report yesterday. Oh, it's it's fantastic. Oh, he sent it off. Cake. Oh, yes. He's sending it off to the Ops Council so they'll have a nice little discussion about perhaps where to take RO in the future, which clients Ooh. we should approach, which sectors Ooh. we should go for. That could all come from the R&D department, which is pretty exciting. Although we were directed by the Ops Council, so not really from the R&D department, but at least they'll be supporting um, there you go. data for that. <clears throat> and then lastly, on Friday, <gasps> we whipped together a little texting thingamabob, and then we texted everyone at RO. Wow. Did you get that message? I did not. That's a lie because I asked you when I saw it on your phone. Um, oh, you're checking my phone now. I am, yes. Oh, I check your location, your phone number, no. everything. Safety protocol. That's right. Hmm. Sometimes I just go into your apartment and just <gasps> see you well, if you're sleeping or not. I'm concerned. Yeah, you should hear. Anyway, we texted everyone uh, at our own, um, and now you can just text in your ideas for the AI-powered construction challenge. So if you Doesn't have that idea, wrap up soon? It wraps up this Friday. This Friday? This Friday at the <sighs> end of the day. So get your submissions in if you Do haven't already. Do you know what day it is, number-wise? The thirtieth? Oh my goodness! Oh, yes, it's the thirtieth because twenty ninth is Ops Council. That's tomorrow. Nice. So yes, you got until the thirtieth end of the day. Submit your idea. You can go to the innovation station if you like and submit there, or you can just text it in. Uh, we've had uh, two submissions via text. That's good. Uh, and then actually, when we announced the whole texting thing, we had three more submissions online. So we have fourteen. See the fourteen oh, wow. or sixteen ideas out. So. That's pretty good. That's pretty great. party. But it's not enough. We still need more. More. So if you have those ideas, get them in. Real lickety split. And again, they don't have to be anything crazy. Just like that? A couple sentences will suffice. Not one sentence will suffice. Yes. When you say end of the day on Friday, is it 5 o'clock? Or is it you're like 1 p.m. when you go home? Let me check with uh, 6 o'clock. 6 p.m. Central Daylight Time. Uh, Yes. Yeah. We're trying to ensure that all those hard-working field personnel have every opportunity to get in there late in the afternoon and get those ideas submitted. Huh. Oh, you Is that it? voice in your head or mine? I think it was from the ceiling. Oh, okay. Oh. It did sound very godly. Oh. Just looking for a race, really. Um, <laughs> but what about RO? What's RO got going on? Oh, uh, well, kind of a fun little item for you. I know on Procore's website there was a little article piece with a oh, video was there? Uh, about RO. Have you seen it? I have not. No, I only learned about it just right now. Oh, well, it's a good I, thing I listen to these live streams. Otherwise, I would never know things. Well, that's what we're here for. Uh, yeah. Uh, with a kind of video mainly just highlighting how RO is using Procore uh, to kind of help in things such as increase safety, improve collaboration, and just kind of improve the quality of life. Uh, and we actually had our very own 
Nick Vargo in the video. Oh, Nick Vargo. So make sure you check it out. We can share the link with you on the chat later today. Okay. Um, but yeah, we're going to dive into kind of the this team relationship between Procore and Oro. You can check it out. Because, uh, I mean, Nick said it best in one of his quotes from the little piece. Lay it on us. Uh, the Procore allows us to build a better product quicker, safer, and faster. That's a win for everybody downstream. Nice. Well that's said, a, Nick. That's in-house. Our Nick Vargo. Our Nick Vargo. Hopefully you can have him one day in the show. Oh, that'd be nice. I think he'd be great. Then we'll have 66% of the OpEx department in our live stream. There you go. Well, we'll just wrap it uh, right up. So make sure you check that out. Yeah, but, I will definitely. Especially if Nick Vargo's in it. Gosh, what a celebrity. Right? It's Nick Vargo. Yeah. He's, uh, he won. He got, what, first, second place? Second. You know, this your challenge that you Second held. place in the last challenge, the Hilti challenge. So, yeah. Very nice. First runner-up. So see, he's already making history. Already. And speaking of history. Wow, look at you. <laughs> Did you mean to do that? Yes, of course. You're so good. We didn't <laughs> write that down. Uh, speaking of history, this is time for our segment called Today in, in history. history. Yeah. Okay, so I got five things for you here. Oh. Starting in 1945, the Charter for the United Nations was signed. Bringing the United Nations Claps, into... Claps, Claps. Yeah, yeah, United Nations. Um, do you know in what country it was signed? Switzerland. No, that's a fantastic guess. I was actually surprised. Poland. No, well, I wasn't that surprised. France. No, it's the country you're currently in, the United States. Oh, really? Do you know what city? L.A. Very close. <laughs> you're in the right state. Ooh, San Francisco. There you go. There's only two in that oh. in that city or in that state. In that city. Yeah. Yeah. There's two San Franciscos in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. You didn't know that? There's no. San and Francisco. Oh, it's a little county? Yeah. Oh, nice. Anyway, uh, 1978, we had the first version of the rainbow flag was flown at an LGBTQ pride parade. Do you know in what city? I want to guess Seattle or Portland. No, you might have <gasps> just said the city. Well, LA? San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a lot of happening in San Francisco. Um, in 1986, we had the Hand of God goal by Diego Maradona. You know that? I know the event, yeah. Wow, I I, I had no idea. You didn't know? No, Cesar knows. I know Cesar knows. Yeah, I asked him, and he was like, event. "Yeah, eight nineteen eighty six against England. It was the last goal. They won the whole." Cesar yeah. just knew everything about it. It was a big deal, incredible, and incredible. it clearly was a hint. Oh, well. <laughs> Have you not seen the video? I I, I did. I watched the video. Yeah, he's Were, like, "Didn't you play soccer?" I I don't. It's embarrassing. In nineteen ninety seven, the first Harry Potter book was published. Do you know the original name of the book? It's very similar to... Well, what's the name of the book, rather? The first one? Yes. Uh, the Sorcerer's Stone. Yes. So it's very Whoa. similar to that. Instead of Sorcerer, she used a different noun. Do you know what it might have been? The Witchcraft Stone. The Philosopher's Stone. Of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They still call it that, right? In the movie? I think so. I, I think uh, so. I don't know. And the last one that's here. in Spanish. Oh. Tell us that. Hmm. You should have known. Well, no excuses for you. 2016, Brexit. Mm-hmm. So we had UK leaving the uh, the EU. Gosh. Um, do you know what percentage supported that move? Just 60%. Me. No, it was incredibly close. I believe, I didn't write it down because I didn't want you to cheat off our notes. I think it's 51.96%. Oh, pretty close. Just a hair over that majority. Pretty crazy. Um, 
So that's that's for the world. Some quick things about RO. Uh, I wanted to shout out eight years for Wes Elliott, who we had on the show. We had him on the show. A couple months ago, two months ago. God, time flies. Well, you know how you can check out in our channel. That's right. It has the published date on there. Or Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And you can hear what he has to say. So, yeah, if you don't know who Wes Elliott is, go check him out. He's a very interesting dude. Very nice guy. Looks intimidating, but, yeah, incredibly nice. Great guy. Uh, And then we had, in 2021, the Torrey Student Housing up in West Campus finished Mm up. 18 stories, 275,000 square feet, 153 units. Do you know how many beds? How many beds? Yeah, how many beds were in, in that? 435. I think it's 582. 528. I might be dyslexic. Mm, You could be making it up. I could be. And we won the ABC National Excellence in Construction Pyramid Award. So shout out to that team and and everyone involved. Have you been to that project again? I have seen it. Have you been inside it? No, I have Mm. not. No, no, no. I try to stay out of West Campus now that I no longer go to that school. Mm. PTSD? Yeah. So that's been this past week in history. Yeah. Now, what you got? Well, for this building around the world ah. project, I feel you would find it a little fun. Okay. Uh, so the Abu Dhabi has built the largest indoor farm. Oh. Have wow. you heard about it? I have not, no. Well, let me tell you about okay, it. Okay, tell uh, me. Lay it on us. So I believe the project was worth around $175 million, and it was a collaboration between a, con- a agricultural technology company called Grow Group IFS <laughs> and then Abu Dhabi based Rainmakers Capital Investments but get this Hagen. getting it the size of this structure is about 32 soccer fields do you play soccer? I don't know so Diego you, Maradona did he liked who? <laughs> who? who? <laughs> um, 32 wow so it's a pretty big structure and then I actually the structure is actually since it's in the desert mm-hmm. it's actually it's Supposed to withstand the, the you know the treacherous heat that mm-hmm. happens out there, uh, so that's pretty neat. And I know that kind of one of the big aspects of it was they're trying to conserve water because you know it's limited, especially sure. in those hot climates. Absolutely. Uh, so they're using kind of specific technology to monitor the plants and kind of their day to day lifestyle hmm. to make sure they're taken care of. Uh, also get this. Getting so it. every twelve months, it, it, this farm. We'll create about 10,000 tons of fresh vegetables. 10,000 Do you know how much 10,000 is? I have no idea how much 10,000 tons is. Do you you have something to relate it to? Yeah. Do you know blue whales? Big old blue whales, sure. That could be about 200 tons (laughs) worth of weight. Okay, yeah. Uh, So it would be about 50 of those. 50 blue whales worth of food. Mm. Every 12 months. Lots of blubber. Every 12 months, created in 32 soccer fields. Wow. That's pretty crazy. That's That's pretty awesome. So that's pretty neat. So make sure you check it out. It's in Abu Dhabi. Okay. Uh, indoor farm. Indoor farm. It's going to be big. It was, and it was built on October 2021. Oh. Yeah. So it's been already happening. So if you want to find some oh, things okay. about it. Neat. Yeah, okay. Uh, Absolutely. But that's it for building around, around the, the world. world. Uh, and now, this is, we're excited to do this. We have a new segment. Yes, because we don't have enough. We don't have enough. <laughs> we're, we're trying to make changes here, out here, so uh, we're open to feedback. Uh, but with this segment, supposed to get the, the crowd involved. Okay. No, yeah. no, we have some viewers who are like in the couch or maybe in the offices, and they, yeah. you know, they're around other people. I learned that actually a lot of the drop trailers, they, they have it on. Our, our special guest. Uh, on oh, really? They, they have it on sometimes. Yeah, so. so this is meant, this segment is supposed to encourage some, you know, doing posts. 
conversations to happen in the job trailer or the office. Yeah. In your living room. Uh, where will you watch this or hear this? Uh, so we're calling this segment Hot Takes. That's Hot Takes, in case you couldn't understand. Uh, so the idea is we'll just bring a little topic uh, and it's a hot take conversation and you talk for a little bit and then you can take it with your friends, family, and whatnot and see who's right on this hot take. Okay. For this week, I have the hot, the hot take that we have for this week is is every sandwich a hamburger or is every hamburger a sandwich? Or are they not assimilated? Quick thoughts on this? Uh, I would say a hamburger is a sandwich. Why? Final answer. Because it, how is it not? I, uh, I feel like there's no difference between, it's it's a piece of meat between two patties. So you're saying a hamburger can be called a sandwich? Yes, but mm. I, it's just a specialized form of a sandwich. Mm, I don't know. Like a parallelogram is a special rectangle. Maybe. Or a special quadrilateral is that special. But then they're different then. They're different, yeah. But it's it's just a... So, you, so you're on the train of it's not a sandwich. Yes. You think a burger is its own thing. Yes. Mm, wow. How very special burgers are to you. Very special. Well, so, you let us know what you think. <laughs> In this week's hot, hot take. Hot takes. That's you said. Uh, but speaking of hot. Yeah, are you doing transition? Oh, go for it. Do the transition. I, yes. I just, I was trying to, I was trying to. Are you doing great? Keep okay. going. Bruno's going to introduce our guest. <laughs> Uh, so we have very a, a podcast first, really. It is because uh, we actually are bringing in this hot summer. We're bringing one of our best interns that we have up in Dallas, actually. Oh, so this intern. young fella flew all the way from Dallas to join us today. All the way, wow. all the way, very far. Uh, I don't know a lot about him. Hmm. I talked to him three minutes before this, <laughs> uh, but I do know he's a Texas Tech senior. Oh, oh. So giddy up. Or I don't know what they say. <laughs> uh, I do know he's also majoring in business management with a specialized focus in construction management, oh. which I guess is the reason why he's here. That probably makes sense. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to hearing about that. Mm-hmm. And kind of one cool fact is one of his previous jobs involved building pools. Oh. So he's very a uh, hot item yeah. in this summer Just heat. Talk to Zach Coker about it. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> damn! <laughs> That's low blow. It We're gonna get canceled. Love. It was met with love. You already got in trouble for that one. <laughs> I so know I did. That was gutsy. Uh, <laughs> but he might be studying in Lubbock, Texas, but he's surely far more interesting than that place. Uh, <laughs> so looking forward to learning more about our very own intern, Kevin Williams. Yay, Kevin! And you'll get to see him after this short little break. Yay! The AI revolution is here! It's happening! It's not coming, it's not next week, it's not next year. It's here, now, today. But we're gonna help you learn how to use those tools to better your workflows. At RO, we're starting the AI-powered construction challenge. And during this challenge, we wanna get ideas from y'all on how we can leverage AI tools to improve any and all aspects of your day-to-day routine. You can use tools like ChatGPT, Bard is another one powered through Google, Dolly, another open AI platform that generates images for you. One of my favorites, Midjourney, another AI image generation tool that does some incredible things. There's a lot of use cases for these too, aren't there, Hagen? Oh, there's plenty, yeah. You can go through whether you're making meeting minutes or perhaps trying to write an email. Are there any examples you know of that? Could help people out here. You need, a, need help starting an RFI. I know I use it a lot to help me write some simple programming 
functions and things in Excel that have more complex formulas. Almost anything you can imagine that uses written language, there is going to be some bot out there today that can help you do it better. So we're gonna go in, we're gonna talk about some of those tools, showcase how you use them, some of the benefits, downfalls, and we look forward to seeing what you put together into the AI Power Construction Challenge. Ah. And we said, you know what? This is all going well. We don't, so you know, oh, yeah. no need to improve. We can coast on what we have. <laughs> exactly. And last week was a yeah, quite the uh, kerfluffle. <laughs> and then this week is just little issues here and there. The stream's kind of cutting in and out. And Cesar and I are back looking like, this is just, this is YouTube. I can't do anything about that. <laughs> I feel like you guys have a great setup going on. I love it. Man, we're, we're trying. We're open to suggestions. <laughs> if you happen to be a streamer yourself. It looks pretty legit to me. <laughs> so, yeah, a little nervous, but I'm all right. Well, Mr. Kevin Williams, Sir. thank you for joining us today. I am glad to be here. Uh, so you are an intern here, is that correct? Yes, sir, in operations. Operations out of which office, for those that aren't familiar? In Dallas. Gotcha. So I didn't have the good blessing of getting to be a Rogers O'Brien intern before signing on here. Mm -hmm. As an intern, what is your day-to-day tasks and all that kind of look like well it varies you know just very i'll say it varies just on what's going on at the moment of the uh, project sorry so i mean it can vary from as soon as i walk in i could be typing rfi i could be out in the field QCing new material uh making sure that new material that's arriving on site is the correct size the correct fit it just make sure it's what we ordered um you know, it can start off with the meeting, you know, a little coordination, making sure guys are, our subs are uh, settled for the day, understanding what they're going to be doing. Mm, of course, helping out the QM, I would say. Just anything that those guys need help out with it as well. I don't think I realized how broad the, uh, the, the use case of an intern was, for yeah. lack of a better way to put it. It's definitely all over the place. I mean, honestly, just wherever anyone needs help, uh, that's where we are. Very cool. What's been your, uh, it is your uh, second year, second summer? With second summer, our, yes. What's been your favorite thing so far? I realize you still have a, at least a couple months left in this internship, but. My favorite thing so far, I have learned a lot about just concrete post-tension cables, uh, which in the, my previous summer, I only got a little bit, a little bit of that just because the structure was already pretty much up and settled. So I was mainly an MEP. But this summer, I'm definitely getting that uh, taste and, you know, just how to build a parking garage and just knowing more about structures. I know Bruno mentioned you're going to uh, Texas Tech already, so he filled in that blank for me. <laughs> yes, sir. What yeah. are you studying up there at Tech? So I'm a business management major or general business major with a minor in construction engineering. Can, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> Hold on now. So the construction engineering, is that separate different from the construction science program or is it just a couple of the classes rather than a uh, a full suite so at texas tech we don't have a construction science program it's only through the engineering department but i mean i wouldn't say it's much there's not much difference of just with it being with the engineering department there's a lot more math a lot more physics you know just pretty much a lot more science i guess you could say that goes into it rather than just learning about construction by itself I'm still like in the process of wrapping my head around this. Oh, I am too. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's such an interesting thing because I know uh, 
uh, Texas State, A&M, uh, I'm trying to think about it. Most of the uh, construction science schools, they'll have a, a construction science program, and then you get a minor in like business management or business administration or something like that. Yeah. And you've you've inverted that entirely. Or I say you, Texas Tech. And yeah, I have. It's mainly because I started out in construction engineering my freshman year. And I would say, honestly, up until my junior year last year, it was in the summer I decided after at the beginning of my internship that I just wanted to get more versed in the business world. So that's when I just took that on as a major. It was easier to take that on as a major and put the uh, engineering as a minor because I... So to have a minor, you have to have 18 hours. And I was already at like 16, so it was just easier to just switch it that way. And I mean, it's the best of both worlds, the way I look at it. How do you think that will benefit you in the long run? Uh, I would say as far as the business aspect of it helps me more so in the office. Let's put it that way, you know, as far as paperwork, emails, terminology, um, when numbers are getting thrown around, I'm just more versed in it and of course the construction side helps me out in the field you know i can understand everything that's going on going on uh everything that's about to start reading drawings uh comparing drawings anything like that i would say that's uh i'm especially interested in this last i think it was last thursday i went to a construction leadership council leadership forum okay and uh they had a, a panel of industry uh leaders in leadership and they were talking about, you know, what would you tell young folks to do or how could people better prepare to be in uh, a PM or higher up into the uh, echelons positions? And they're like, go, go, go study business, go learn business, go learn contracts, learn finance. Actually, I think it was finance. Uh, I think it was Burton Hackney actually from Joris mm-hmm. was saying like, go, go, go take accounting classes, study finance, know how to navigate contracts and all that because that is going to be a differentiator throughout your career and especially as you get uh higher up sounds weird but um as you find yourself more responsible for a larger amount of money oh for sure that's going to be more and more critical for sure you know i would say that um being as versatile as possible is just my goal and i feel like that would be my best advice in that scenario just you know get as much information and knowledge as you can that way you can be as useful and in every aspect that you can. Oh, that's beautiful. Very well put. <laughs> and uh, yeah, getting out there, getting some experience with PT cables and <laughs> yeah. uh, you know pouring concrete. What, what kind of stuff are you doing there? You just checking shop drawings? You're out in the field checking uh, drape on them and all that. And so this chairs? summer, I have. Well, last summer I was in the field a lot, and this summer I'm in the field just as much, probably more. Um, right now we're like I said, we're building the structure mainly. You know, getting all the concrete settled because this is. Right now, one of RO's only wood frame jobs, so that's pretty cool to learn about. That'll be starting up for us July 10th. We're going to start the framing for it. But um, so right now, you know, just getting the base and everything settled and just, you know, I've been <laughs> I've been paying attention to um, we what we have. We call it a waffle grid. And basically, you know, we just dig little tunnels throughout the dirt. And instead of just pouring so much concrete into an empty space, we use it to fill it and allow the dirt to help, you know, support the structure. So things like that, I would say, is probably been the best part of this time learning about that it's very cool <laughs> so it's, i feel like there's something uh there's a level of novelty whenever it's all new it's like you're a newborn like a two-year-old kid again who just figured out how to walk you're like ah yes i thought i knew so much stuff and now i'm walking around and there's 
switches and strings and pill it like I don't know whatever two year olds are interested in yes I, I would definitely agree I told my the guys on my job that I was like compared to you guys I feel like I know nothing <laughs> like <laughs> but I mean that's what they're I'm there for you know to learn and soak up as much from them as possible I think the uh constr- construction isn't that hard right construction itself is not that hard yeah. Someone else has already designed this for you. All you have to do is ask someone else to do this work and say, hey, we'll pay you this money to do this work. But there are so many soft skill mm-hmm. side of things that are extremely difficult. And that's, I think, where if you're a good fit for the company, you're a good communicator, you're a critical thinker, that sort of ordeal, you can, anyone can learn construction. Yeah. Right? You could bring in a, a mathematician or a, a physician or whatever. Like it can figure out construction, but sure. I don't know that all of them would have the ability to, to take a bunch of rod busters and be like, hey, guys, I know it's Friday, but we're a couple days behind schedule. I need you to come in tomorrow and tie up that next deck or the next pour or whatever. That takes a very special personality type. Yeah, I definitely would agree. I mean, I feel that it's all about being a people person, you know, understanding people and understanding that everyone is different so therefore you know you have to know how to communicate with every different person that you're working with so you know just having those people skills and understanding who you're working with honestly why did you pick ro or why did ro uh, i don't know if i can ask you why ro picked you i suppose that's a question for uh, whomever grabs you from the tech <laughs> job fair have to talk to, to ash about that but uh, what, what what drew you into ro well it all started <laughs> It's been about two years now. So I was at the career fair. It was back in September of like 2021, I believe. And it's a very crazy story. I was leaving. I had talked to probably 15 different companies. This was the uh, construction career fair? Yes, at uh, Texas Tech. Our school hosts two every year. So um, I was there. I talked to about 20 different companies. And what's so crazy is that it was the first career fair I attended at Texas Tech. And I only printed one resume. (laughs) <laughs> so so i was a little nervous going into it because i was like okay i only have one copy of my resume so i'm pretty much just gonna have to sell myself to everyone else here do they not have copy machines in they Lubbock? did i don't know what i was thinking i just printed off the one and put it in the binder and said all right i'm good so yeah pretty crazy story um talking to all these different companies and as i'm leaving i see marcus mcshan at the table and he's just looking at me and I'm looking at him. And like I said, I was leaving. So it was like, you know, I was trying to make that split decision of should I talk to him? Should I leave? And then I was like, you know what? Just like my dad always taught me, always never meet a stranger. You know, go go introduce yourself. You never know what happened. So I went over, introduced myself, and um he invited me out to dinner after about I say we talked about an hour and which is any that's where the story gets funnier because he never sent me the address to where we were going to eat. So <laughs> I ended up going to dinner with another company. And then he calls me and he's like, hey, I don't know if we got things backwards. Where are you? And I was like, well, Marcus, I didn't get anything. You know, I, I didn't know. So he was like, well, we're over here. You know, come over right now. I get up. I head over. We have dinner. And the rest was history. We're here now. Rest seems like a very murky history, just based on what I've got so far. It was definitely (laughs) unexpected, I would say that. I don't know where to begin. (laughs) Were you, like, having dinner with this other GC, and you're like, I gotta go, guys? I I was. I was in the middle of dinner with uh, Rand Construction. I hate to name drop. But uh, (laughs) I was having dinner with them, and... 
it was probably about 20 other students at the table and we were talking to their i don't know who it was it was like their hr director and you know they're giving us their spill about the company and everything and you know i look down on my phone i see marcus and just from that conversation marcus and i had the career fair i felt like he just cared about me like at the start so it was just like you know what i want to go see what he's talking about so i made the decision to get up and go over there (laughs) no kidding yeah just man that's as wild <laughs> it is a crazy story I i'm i'm happy it shook out well i have to oh, get yeah. marcus on here he's, he's been on our hit list for a while but <laughs> i have to get him on here and oh, ask yeah. him about it'd be like what was the old kevin williams man <laughs> what get his phone number wrong while you're trying to steal him from the gcs he didn't have a resume what'd you see in this kid <laughs> i mean and that's what made it so fun i was just able to sell myself to him honestly and and in turn he did the same that's where the connection really grew you know not only was I trying to get him to understand who I am as a person and what I'm looking for, he sold RO so well. Oh, so well. And I have no, you must have presented yourself very well because I think of so many of the, the books, publications, mm-hmm. essays, whatever you read that state that uh, public speaking, really communication skills, but public speaking by de facto are, is one of the best indicators to someone's success in life, mm-hmm. right? So I feel like if you can, if you can roll up as a college student, hand someone a resume and talk about your resume and about yourself, that's that's great. If you can do that without a resume and convince that person that you're competent, composed, uh, intelligent, and all that, that's job, job well done, sir. <laughs> Thank I, you. I, I like to pat myself on the back for it. You know, I just looked at it that day as a challenge. You know, I was already there, so I just want to see what I can make happen. So what got you into construction in the first place? Well, I would say I knew that I wasn't the kind of person that just wanted to be at a desk all day. You know, I knew I didn't want to be in an office all day. And I wanted to see the world, I would definitely say, and travel. I wanted to move around whatever city or state that I was in. So I, I would say those two things for sure. I wanted to be out in the weather, all of it. So I know it's crazy to say, but... It just is what it is. You know, I like the hot, I like the cold, I like the rainy days. You know, I haven't experienced a snow day yet, but I'm sure it'll be fun. You're in the right spot for the heat for sure. Oh, and apparently yes, I the am. rain from time to time. Yes, I am. But yeah, I don't know if we're gonna get a whole lot of cold. That's everything kinda comes to a screeching halt once it's at or below freezing. Yeah, that's the crazy part about Texas. Seasons are just everywhere. Are you from Texas? Yes, sir, Dallas. Okay. Don't call me, sir. Jesus. I'm sorry. It's oh just a habit. <laughs> making me uncomfortable now. I work for a living, sort of. <laughs> so uh, you, you, you're from Dallas. You're going to tech, and you're trying to – you don't want a desk job. Mm-hmm. Superintendent route? Is that kind of what I'm extrapolating here? But it sounds like you've got a bit of that business acumen you're trying to build up sooner than later. You know – I definitely feel like the superintendent route is for me. It's kind of what I want to do. I don't want to just lock myself in yet, but I definitely feel that it's what's for me, you know, working with the guys outside. And I mean, there's still a part of everything going on inside as well, but I just like that they're in the field a little bit more. We're, we're about to go down the rabbit hole now. I just, I'm, I'm excited about this. Don't give me trouble. Oh, no, no, never, never. <laughs> That's never happened on this, ever. Uh, so what your interested in the superintendent route after i mean i realize there's only been two summers of internships mm-hmm. you have uh, plenty of professional growth <laughs> ahead of you uh what are your concerns going the superintendent route? what what are what kind of thoughts are lingering in the back of your head that are deterring you 
from thinking like, oh, I definitely, like, I am meant to be a superintendent. I will be a superintendent for the next 50 years of my life. Make Denny Dinsmore look like a rookie by the time I'm done. <sighs> I would say that I like that no matter what the problem is going on to the, on the job, they are always the final solution. You know, that is who everyone looks to when all, when all breaks loose. And that's where the answer comes from. That's the person I want to be. I want to be that guy that everyone can turn to and know that, you know, Kevin's going to know. Or, and if I don't know, know that I'm going to get you an answer. So uh, that's why I would say. Is there anything that, that scares you about it? If, if there's one thing that we could tell you today that you would be like, I'm definitely going to be a superintendent. I have no interest in being a project manager. I have no interest in being a, 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 a in the quality department or anything like that. What, what would it take? To scare me away from being a super? Yeah. Uh, I would say taking a lot of time away from my family. Okay. I guess I, I definitely plan on being, you know, a great husband one day, a great father. So, you know, if I ever feel that that is going to pull me away from my family too much, maybe that. But that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Oh, I, I think it's... It, it seems that finding superintendents is getting more and more difficult with each day that passes. Mm -hmm. So someone like yourself that's young and just coming into the, to the field is like, hey, this is kind of where I think I might want to be. That's that's how I came into the field as well. That's how I was, hey, I'm going to go superintendent route and all that and tried it for a bit and uh, ended up here because of uh, life happenings. But um, I, I, I think it's interesting. I think a lot of others would share the same fears that you have. Mm -hmm. There's that. And I don't want to call it perception because I think it is a reality that that superintendent is is glued to their job. Yeah. But I I don't think it's for any of them. I don't think it's a, a, a matter of neglect for other things. I think is they care so much. Yes. I think they care about their projects probably more than anyone else on those projects. For sure. So it's tough to to divorce that that uh, those feelings that tie you have to the job site to the project from everything else to compartmentalize that's what i was looking for uh to to split them apart but i also i don't you know it's it's th th things have changed i think long gone are the days of superintendents who are uh, compelled to show up at five thirty in the morning or four in the morning whatever for concrete pour and then they're expected to stay there until five six seven at night yeah you know the way i look at it i'm the kind of person that i feel that i'm gonna do whatever it takes to get the job done so that's that's another reason why I lean so hard that way because you know every superintendent that I've had the opportunity to work with so far that's how they are you know they're going to do whatever it takes to get the job done at any means necessary and that's just the kind of person that I am naturally so it's just more of an attraction to it I guess you could say I like it I love to hear it <laughs> who have been some of the most influential people on you either in or out of RO out of RO I would say my dad and my mom obviously because they raised me to who I am today Within RO, I would have to say Charles Williams and Jacob Berry. Then that was from my last job site. So on this job site right now, the QMs there, Johnny Castillo and Seth Snyder, they have, they've been a great help for me as well and teaching me a lot. So I would say those are the most influential people right now, you know, that have really just taken me under their wing and, you know, showed me the way. Very cool. I don't know John, but <laughs> I've spent some time talking with uh, Seth, and he's, he's a standout guy. Oh, so. yeah. Definitely a good one to uh, pick some things up from here and there and to have sure. help guiding you through the uh, 
treacherous conditions of internship. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Seth is great. So how many years of school do you have left? Is this uh, coming up on the end for you? Or? This, I am into the final home run. Oh, De- really? So December. This, wait, I was about to say, I don't even know what season it is. <laughs> yeah. This is June. So yeah, you'll be done in December. Yes, sir. And then you going straight into full-time work? Are you doing some uh, traveling in Europe for a year or whatever? I want to get to work. Yeah? <laughs> I'm ready to start making some money and getting my feet in the ground, you know, to this thing running. I don't, That's, I, I don't blame you for that. <laughs> Yeah, the rest of my life, you know, at some point to retire and enjoy all of that. But right now, the way I was raised, you know, these are the grinding years. So work hard now and can relax later. That's the plan. It'll it'll definitely pay dividends. Yeah. yeah. Put putting in the time and I I think there's a probably some element too of your I feel like you're able to absorb so much more when you're younger. For you sure. know what I mean? For sure. So if you're able to expose yourself to every different kind of job every different type of uh project delivery methodology every type of owner and project team i feel like that that is going to build out a toolkit for you instead of you know well i'm gonna go really conservative on things i i only want to work on these types of projects or with these types of people and you get to be 10 15 years in and suddenly you're encountering uh, the the first design build project or the first hard bid project whatever it might be and you're like oh what <laughs> What do I do now? How does exactly. this work? You know, I, that's another thing. You know, I kind of run off fear, and I don't ever want to be that guy that's 10 or 15 years into his career that might seem like he doesn't know what's going on or he might be a little lost on the subject. You know, I always want to be spot on and on point. So that's another reason why I'm so eager right now. Yeah, that's a, I can appreciate that. Yeah. If what do you, well, let's first start with uh, what do you like to do for fun whenever you're not? Grinding, uh, <laughs> grinding away the pencil lead on paper up there in Lubbock and throwing tortillas at people. I would say for fun, I wouldn't know if this would be fun, but so I'm in a fraternity, Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated, and I am my chapter's president, and I also serve as the executive vice on our council for all the fraternity and sororities at Texas Tech. So anything fraternity, sorority related, planning events, um, kind of like what we're doing now going into this fall semester, just we're getting those service events knocked out, what we're going to do as far as volunteer work, um, all that good stuff, you know, planning events on campus. I say that's where my joy is right now. Event planner. <laughs> that's, I picked that up a couple of times there. And it, my, my, my first thought was, because uh, I'm a very selfish human. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm highly self-kind. I'm very selfish. At least you admit to it. Right? I, I, I do. I'm, I'm aware of it. <laughs> Uh, and I'm thinking, oh, you like to plan events. I've got some events I'm trying to plan. I might have to hit you up. Hey, I'm not too bad. Uh, you know, <laughs> but then I, as I was thinking about the, the selfish needs of myself here, I was, thinking about, I was like, that's really what a superintendent is. <laughs> yeah. And I've just upset 30% of the company or however many super, <laughs> whatever the percentage of superintendents is. But that is, it's, uh, I wasn't in a frat, so forgive my, my oh, no, you're on the right. topic. But I would imagine as you're going through playing those events, you have multiple different parties yes. that you have to associate with. Whatever the venue is, you have to work out with them. You know, what time can we get here? What time do we have to set up? When do we have to be out of here? You have to get people to show up and you have to promote it and all that, get people excited about it. Yeah, I would definitely agree. You know, there is that relationship there kind of with the construction management side. I mean, because as far as scheduling and making sure every person from every aspect of whatever it is you have going on is on there is on their stuff and has everything together that way when it's time to bring it all together you know it all meshes so and leadership skills as well i would say you know 
I was just about to ask you about that one. Having how, were you uh, the president for last year? Is that this year? Is it... I was this last spring. Okay, yeah, that's when it started, which is a terrible time to start <laughs> <laughs> with spring breaking everything. Oh uh, yeah, trial by fire. Right? Oh yeah. Do you feel like you're already uh, using some of the skills that you gained from being in that leadership role as a fraternity president on? Uh, in your work? Oh, for sure. I mean, it has definitely helped me in the sense of being able to have that tough conversation, no matter what it is. Um, and understanding that people aren't always going to make the best decisions. So, you know, it's having those plans and strategies ready for how we're going to solve those issues and deal with them just ahead of time. It's definitely helped me in that aspect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wasn't in a frat, but I can only assume <laughs> yeah. that there's uh, some... Uh, notable uh, conflict resolution that comes into play as well as uh, hey like let's let's think about how we present ourselves and how we conduct our business not just do the most impulsive thing there is couldn't agree more there (laughs) is (laughs) a lot of it Uh, is it mainly people similar age and all that kind of that like what 18 to 23 4 whatever yeah you know your typical what you see in the movies <laughs> I, I mean, it's just for someone who doesn't understand the animal house. Yeah, yeah, got it. Okay. Uh, do you, you know, I'm not gonna ask that question. Let's disregard. Uh, whenever, so you like to do the event planning for fun and re- being involved with the fraternity, both at, uh, within your fraternity and then at the greater level mm-hmm. with uh, the university and being on. I'm sorry, what'd you say your role was there? So, for my chapter itself, I am the president at Texas Tech University on my, uh, the Zayeda chapter. And as far as Texas Tech, I serve as the executive vice of the MPHC Council. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> executive vice of the whole, yeah, whole shebang. Whole whole shebang. <laughs> so that's kind of interesting. Just the uh, filling both of those roles at the same time. It seems like one's almost a subset of the other. So it would, I would imagine, it would give you. It's kind of like building a project as a PM or superintendent while also supervising the project is a field director or project director for sure you know the way i look at it is i have to keep the interests of both organizations uh at hand you know i have to know what's best for my own organization along with what's best for texas tech so i definitely would say that it's relatable as well as far as um out there in the field i mean you know you're gonna have to have the best decision as far as what's going on in office as far as you know when are you getting submittals back and things like that and then you know you're gonna have to know have those same skills as far as coordination outside and understanding that your subs are taken care of, especially with the heat, the way it is and understanding um, what they're going through and how you can help them. I definitely agree. That's whenever uh, you're our COO here in like five years, don't, don't forget about the little guys who who gave you some, some screen time and got you, (laughs) I won't got you uh, connected with everyone, right? Marcus and and myself and people services. (laughs) Don't, don't let Justin hear that. <laughs> if if you had hundred million dollars, this is this is it's not like some trick finance question. It's not like oh, is it drug money? Is it <laughs> you know because uh, sequential bills are like no, nah, just mm. uh, a good faith hundred million dollars. Just hand it to you today. What are you gonna do? What would you do? What would I do? First, I would have to figure out how I can get more out of that. So mm. I would I would have to. I don't know, go buy some car dealerships, buy a lot of property, start getting, find some developers, go out there, develop it, put whatever they want on it. 
and just you know figure out how to make that 100 million into a billion that would be my mindset then with the rest have to buy mom and dad a house i would say there you go probably go buy me a (laughs) f-350 so yeah i would say after that investments you know pretty conservative for a frat president i get that a lot (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm gonna I'm going to go ahead and, and, and believe that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh-huh. F-350, eh? What, 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 are you a Ford guy? Or? <sighs> yeah, I'm a Ford guy. What, what, do you, what do you drive now? F-150. F-150. That's yeah. cute. <laughs> that's not, so, what do you drive? <laughs> uh, Chevy 2500. Oh, of course. Okay. See, yeah. My first truck was a Chevy, so. You know, though, it's been tough. It's been a great truck. It's, a, it's an 07, and it, I, I, I love it to death. It just can't tow it. I need to tow. So I've been looking uh, at the 350s and the 450s lately. They, <laughs> they, they, they've got the support there, you know? Yeah, I just feel like Ford has that best look. I mean, especially when it comes to the originality and classicness. I just feel like that box is just, it, it's nothing better, honestly. In my opinion. <laughs> I know other people differ, so. Very politically correct. <laughs> just, I'm not saying it's the best. I'm saying it's the best in my opinion. Yeah. My opinion is also the one that matters, but. Uh, now, as you mentioned, uh, you know, open up a car dealer, too. You, I've got a feeling you're a bit of a, a gearhead or a car enthusiast or something along those lines. <laughs> I am. So I get that from my dad, who owns a record service, and he also has a couple of race cars. He does uh, grad, dra- drag racing, I'm sorry uh 68 chaville and 69 chaville so i just love cars very cars, cool trucks all of it what kind of i know you said drag racing is he just kind of go out to the local strip he's running like nhra stuff or just going out to the local strip for him is pure fun you know none of the gambling or anything we're just out there trying to have some fun see see how fast we can make these cars go man it is an absolute blast yeah you get out there especially in a you said 68 mustang no chaville chaville i'm yes, sorry sir. This is where I start thinking too far ahead and I'm not listening, and I'm very yeah, sorry. Yeah, we're going on a roll now. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, uh, yeah, especially, it's just something about uh, those cars that you can really uh, do some modifications to and see the sure. result. Newer cars are, are fantastic. They're, uh, I could almost guarantee you there's probably a new Toyota that's as fast as that Chevelle and handles oh, yeah. better and gets better Definitely. mileage. But, like, you can't really tinker with it. You know what I mean? It's so optimized already. That if you do want to go in and mess with it, you're talking about like I don't know, rebuilding the motor motor for higher compression and retuning yeah. it. You need special software and cables and computers and all that. That is true. There's definitely a lot more to it now than it is with those older ones. And nothing beats American Muscle. So yeah, that's what the, I love looks about it. right. It's just looks, sound, all of it. Tough, tough to beat. That's very cool. Yeah, and I'm. I don't know if mom and dad are, are, are listening out there, but I'm sure they're like, all right, how, how, how do we get him that, that hundred million? Where, where do we sign up for that? Uh, I'm sure they're probably watching. <laughs> you seem to kind of live in the, the growth mindset. I don't, I'm sure you've probably heard that tossed around at some point in time. Is that something you do intentionally or is that just kind of your default state? Uh, that's something I do intentionally. I feel like I can learn something from everyone, no matter whether it's construction, whether it's school, whether it's something within a fraternity. I feel like there's always something or some knowledge that can be gained from whatever it is you're doing. So, yeah, try to be a sponge in every situation I enter. That's what I would say. Definitely. That's uh, something I think not enough people do. Yeah. It's it's really easy to go into that scarcity mindset, right? For and, sure. You're kind of looking around. You're, you're, I don't want to say constantly living in fear because that's probably not entirely accurate, but you're, it puts you in a very defensive position from the oh, yeah. get-go. 
And I think whenever you do that, you can't, you start closing doors real yeah. quick. That's that's very true, especially, you know, when you go in there ready to absorb everything, it just leaves you with such an open mindset and you never know where things are going to go. So I could be wrong, but I bet most people that I have asked that question, you know, if you had a hundred million dollars with you, they started a hundred million and they go, okay, I'm going to put some here and 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 now I'm empty. <laughs> and you're like, I've got this. I want to get there. So yeah. how, how can I, you Keep know, growing, yeah. yeah, try Car- to attack every situation like that, I would say. Car dealerships and land development are two great spots to make money. Yeah. Racing, not so much. <laughs> not so much, no. Yeah, I would definitely agree. That's better for me just to watch. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said. Never had any inclination to go go compete, go drive or anything like that? I do, but my dad doesn't let me. Oh. I don't know what it is. I have no clue. He is keeping me far away from it, but. <laughs> I, I don't have kids, but I've had soldiers. Mm-hmm. And I think there's some, like, paternal instinct of i'm not gonna strap you to a 160 mile an hour rocket and 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 see what happens like i just i want we're gonna keep you bubble wrapped and safe and put you in the corner or whatever that's exactly what it is (laughs) i think he doesn't want to have to be the person to tell my mom like hey kevin just got into a little wreck he doesn't want to be that guy yeah even if you walk away from it without a scratch oh yeah he's still gonna have to tell her he's just uh, taking the approach of leaving it at my discretion right now once I'm old enough, they'll probably just say, do whatever you want. There you <laughs> I'm go. I'm sure. So. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, I, so it's it's been two summers for you, and, and hopefully you find that RO is a good fit for you, and you come back and we're able to hold on to you for a long time. I'm looking forward to episode 458, <laughs> Kevin Williams, part two. Me too. Uh, but uh, I'd, I'd like to know, given your – relatively short tenure here so far mm-hmm. what do you love the most about ro oh it's a couple of things but first i would say the hospitality hospitality that's what i would say everyone here is just so welcoming you know my first day last summer with uh karen and the hr team you know they do a very great job of getting the interns in getting them settled getting them comfortable before they just send us out to the job sites <coughs> excuse me and even when we do get to the job sites especially just in my experience, the ones I've been on, those guys are very welcoming as well. You know, they'll, of course, they'll put a little joke here and there. They have to, to the interns, but they're always willing to teach. You know, there's never a wrong answer. There's never a bad question. There's never a stupid question. They just want you to learn. And because, I mean, one day you're going to be replacing them and they want to make sure that, you know, things are going to go in flow. And that's just what I've learned so far. That's what I would say. It is a beautiful thing, that kind of uh, passage of knowledge down to others, because you look at, I don't know what our average 10 years for a superintendent, but say it's 12, 12 mm-hmm. to 15 years. That's, I can even imagine, hundreds of millions of dollars of work they've put in place, and they've probably seen every poor performing subcontractor every instance of some conflict arising out of uh, discretion in the drawings, every uh, just team that didn't get along as well as he would have liked. And they have all of this institutional knowledge of how, how they got through that, how, how you still, because at the end of the day, we get these things built yeah. no matter what, exactly. right? The, the project team might be at each other's throats by the end of it, but like <laughs> that, that project is going to get built. It's going to happen. It's going to get delivered. And we, we find a way to uh, to push through, so I think your um, your 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 awareness and appreciation for that knowledge getting passed down will uh, treat you well in the in the long run. 
I, I feel like we will. Yeah, I feel like we will. And the short run too, right? Yeah. Shoot, that's uh. It's already it's not paying off. Appreciate. I feel like so. I'm about to graduate. I feel like I know some things. I feel like I'm a little ahead of my classmates. Just, just from RO in general. I mean, I've learned so much just in two summers, you know. And a lot of this stuff you just don't get from the classroom. I would say. So. Definitely, yeah. I'd say you know I don't know what the construction union program is like up at Tech, but I, <laughs> I, I don't recall ever through going through Texas State and the construction science program. I don't recall really like going into doing a submittal or yeah. doing an RFI. Right? Talk about what is an RFI, what are exactly. the implications of it, what are the things you need to consider in it. I don't know if I ever sat down and like wrote an RFI. And no, and, or wrote and a submittal. Honestly, you know, I I do remember the first time we just learned what the acronym meant. You know, request for information, and that kind of just it. It was just like you know, this is something we run into a problem. You'll just send it out once you get on the job site. But you, you go, know, what, what are we requesting? Why do we need it? Isn't exactly. It you know, I didn't understand the complexity of it. So now that I've probably written twenty or thirty, it's it's like, man, these things are really simple. You know, we just we just need answers. <laughs> that's the way. That's the way I've always heard it. Do you remember your first RFI? I do. What I, was it? Uh, I want to say it was when I was at Tradition Cliff uh, Cliff Work. Definitely when I was there. I believe it has something to do with the light fixtures and. So basically, we had like these circular uh, light fixtures, but the blocking behind it was square. So I believe we had to, you know, get that RFI in on how we were going to fix those. Um, what do we want to call them? I guess the receptacle for it. We had to figure out, you know, how we we're going to adjust it so they would fit. And it just took a lot of coordination between us, the electrician, the design team, you know, our usual things. <laughs> if tuition costs, what, like 2000 per hour per semester whatever mm -hmm. something like that I, I don't know what value would you put on that first rfi um, now mind you were getting paid to write that rfi so you're already like you're, you're already on the up and up there but if you had to exchange that level of knowledge four dollars in a classroom what would you say it's worth in a classroom <laughs> i would say the, are you are you asking me like what it would cost to learn that in school yeah I think I don't know what I'm asking. Right I would say now. I was, <laughs> I would say about twelve hundred dollars. Okay. Yeah, that's that's what you're looking at okay. for. Just uh, if you were to, they don't offer this course, at least not at Tech. But if let's say you want to take a course over RFIs and submittal exchange and or just the uh, flow of command on how, how those work, you're looking at about twelve hundred dollars for that for a three hour class. There we go. So whenever uh, Mauricio there, the uh, learning development director, comes in, he's he's got a number to work with now. I'm yep. like, you know what? <laughs> It's, it's, it's an interesting way to think about things, right? I, I don't know. And I, I do think we just discovered a new uh, bit. What, what was your first RFI? Start asking people that. Yeah. I wish we had had that one ready to go whenever we had uh, Alan Codina on here, see if he could remember his, his first RFI. You know what I do remember most about it, though, is that right after I uh, typed it up, I was showing it to Jacob Berry and Sterling Coker. And I was like, hey, guys, you know, how does this look? And they're like, oh, it looks great, man. It looks great. You know, you can send it off. As soon as I clicked send, they were like, oh, wait. And my heart sank. That's that's why I remember it so much because I really <laughs> thought that, like, I messed it up or I mistyped something. I was just like, no way. But turns out it was all all right. So just yeah. a little scared. Just <laughs> playing games. Yeah. That's, you know, got to thicken up that skin a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, it's, it's not going to hurt you. I don't think. I hope not. <laughs> Hopefully you didn't lose too much sleep over that no, I moment didn't. of terror. Definitely probably my heart probably skipped a beat, though. Yeah. <laughs> 
what are you most excited about uh, following graduation? I mean, you're going to finish up school. You're walking out uh, with your uh, business major and uh, uh, construction engineering minor. Going to go off and get a get yourself a great job wherever that may be here or elsewhere. But like outside of kind of that standard stuff, what are you most excited about? I'm most excited about learning myself. You know, I feel like college is that time to prepare yourself as a young man and enter the workforce. So I would say I'm most excited just to apply those skills into the real world and everything that I've learned so far. That's definitely where the excitement is right now. Man, that was very mature of you. <laughs> been like not going to class. Not oh, having... there, there's definitely a level of excitement there. Yeah. I don't want to turn in another assignment. Right. Not to a professor, at least. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Not paying tuition. Not, not paying having tuition. To... Yeah. There's just something about the whole class scheduling thing that always bothers me. Like, like, oh, well, that's not available. So you, you need this one before that one. So you got to take this, but you can't take this because it's only offered in this. It's like, I just... Yeah, I just want to learn something. Going Don't make on, it difficult uh, for rank me. My professor, I'm over all of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've got, I think, time for for one more question here, Mr. Williams. I first intern, by the way. I don't know if you mentioned that or not, but this. And, and you came at the recommendation of the other other Kevin there, Mr. Kevin Porter. Oh, I did. Uh, yeah, that's I. That said, hey, I you know I, I don't care who we get on, but I think uh, <laughs> someone from Dallas and someone in ops. Uh, we do try to balance it so we oh, get yeah. a good spread of each region as well as ops and support departments. Uh, he said, well, how do you feel about having having an intern on? It's a second-year intern. I was like, I, if you're willing to vouch for him, I, I'm in. No <laughs> no questions for me. So well, so congratulations on being the first intern. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. And uh, you're, you're obviously still a young buck, but if you had to give young Kevin some advice, which in your case is maybe like a five-year-old Kevin, I don't know, uh, what what would you tell a younger Kevin? What would I tell younger Kevin? Huh. I would say read more books and start. <sighs> so that would be weird to tell someone young, but I'll say it anyway. I would say start trying to overanalyze situations at a younger age. So that way, once those problems arise in the future, you can already be familiar with it. Which, to make it make more sense, you know, just try to put myself in you know more difficult situations you know whether it have been taking more honors classes in middle school more ap classes in high school which i did but you know like i said taking more getting the full schedules work i would definitely say that just putting myself up to every task and challenge that's presented okay Get, do do a bit give yourself a bit more of a push yeah have a little bit of faith in yourself have a little confidence go for that additional class go for that ap american history instead of the standard american history just just push a bit harder mm-hmm. mm. that's uh yeah it's, it's it's the only way we grow right you, you, you gotta way. be in that stretch zone to to really develop as a human if you always stay in that that area of comfort you're you're never going to grow significantly exactly so I agree. not even out of school yet you've already got fantastic <laughs> advice to a, your younger self i try <laughs> Well, uh, this was a lot of fun. I'm I'm super happy you came in. Thanks for. I think you flew in too. I did. Man, flew in j- just to do a just to do the live stream. Uh, to everyone out there that tuned in, I apologize for any issues we had. Uh, it just seems like it's one thing after another. This week, I don't know if it was on us. I think it was uh, YouTube. We were getting some errors that uh, there wasn't enough uh, information coming out of one machine into the other. But then it would just magically start working again. So I, 
I don't know what's going on there. It sounds like we might have uh, some audio issues. I'm not sure how many of those are trickling downstream, but we'll work on getting those cleaned up. Uh, AI challenge is still going. You can still text to that number. If you've, if you receive that message, just res respond, reply to that text message. That's it. Tell us what your idea is. We'll get it in there. You can also go into the innovation station, type it up as well. If you'd rather uh, elaborate with some more clarity. Uh, like Kevin said, stay hydrated, right? Yes, sir. It's 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 hot out there. Uh, it, it's supposed to cool all the way down into the mid-90s next week, but that's still pretty hot. So make sure you're staying hydrated. Make sure you guys are staying hydrated. Have those tents set up, water coolers, all that good stuff. Uh, again, sorry for any of the technical issues that we have. Uh, you heard Mr. Williams. Pick up a book. Read it. It's good for you. <laughs> Expand your horizons. Oh, yeah. We'll be back uh, next week, July, I think it's July 5th day after the 4th of July, and we will be celebrating with uh, Mr. Hector Medrano, uh, APM? I should have looked beforehand. I think he's an APM or QM uh, down in San Antonio. Uh, gentleman with a lot of experience in that market and a lot of things to share, so looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, we'll see you all next Wednesday. Thank you again, Kevin. Thank you. Have a blast.